Welcome to episode 56 of Crave the Book. In today's episode, Amber and I cover chapters 64 through 68 of Tracy Wolf's Covet. And in this episode, Grace turns 18. We get a lot of fun at her birthday party, and we have a deep discussion about some of Jackson's behavior during the birthday party. So without further ado, let's go ahead and get started. We are on episode 56, and we are conveniently stopping on chapter 69, <laughs> <Woo>. <laughs> which is very, very <laughs> fitting for this. Our favorite ep- number. It's very fitting for this episode. Well, I mean, we get a little bit. We get more spice in this episode, and it's not even that the episode is spicy or that the chapters were spicy. It's just that we've been so deprived of Hudson love that... When you finally get it, it's like, yes, finally. Um, Guys, we're going to be doing chapters 64 through 68 of Covet. Make sure that you join the Facebook group. We did have a couple newbies join the group this week, so welcome, welcome. That is Crave the Book Podcast Tea Room on Facebook. And this will also be a cool place to link up. Uh, if you're planning on going on Tracy Wolf's Bite Me Tour, make sure that I, I don't know if I'm going to be able to go yet. Um, I'm still trying to look at my calendar. However, Amber is hopefully going and... Well, I've booked my flights and I've booked my hotel, but that doesn't mean I'm going to get in. Um, Barcelona specifically is essentially you buy at the door, but there's a limited number and they also won't tell you how much they are. So that's that's lovely. That's beautiful for my anxiety to just... I don't like uncertainties. Maybe... Like, if I knew that I had booked every every single thing, then that's no problem. But the fact that I'm essentially going to be waiting in a queue and then could possibly be told, oh, sorry, they've sold out. And I'm, like, in a different country. (laughs) Send Tracy a message on Instagram. She she replies to us. She knows us. Send her a message on Instagram and say, hey, you know, because you've already talked to her about interviewing her. Just be like, hey, you know, I I booked booked this. I'm going to be flying to a different country, Um, you know, like. Yeah. And I've booked a hotel. Yeah. And we've got her, we've also got her private email address if, if we end up needing to reach out to her to make it happen. um, And also like you're, we're going to get the books and I'm like, ah, are they all going to be in Spanish? Uh, Well, that would be, that would be cool. And I've Uh, got, it would be really cool. But at the same time, I still need charm in English to read. Yeah. I'm, I will have, um, I've got your box ready to ship with court so you can get it signed if you end up wanting to have her sign it. Um, Okay. I leave on Wednesday. Oh, well, that yes. that's too soon. <laughs> They're very, very soon. Like, I was expecting them to be in, like, after Charm's release. Oh. But, then, well, but then they're she, not. Oh, well, then she won't be selling Charm yet. She can't do that. No, but it sounds really silly that I'm going to have all of them signed, but not Charm. And yeah. yet it's the Charm tour. So. Yeah. No. <laughs> well, I guess we'll see. We'll figure it out. I don't understand. <laughs> Well, we'll... Uh, but yes, if anybody is going to the Barcelona event, please feel free to come and stand with me in the queue and calm my nerves and bring me coffee because coffee helps. Um, and um, hopefully we'll all get tickets. I, I've been looking at the other events and they've all been like seven euro, 12 euro. Um, I looked at the American one and they were nineteen ninety nine. Uh, but you also get a copy of the book. So oh. maybe that's where the difference is. 
is that the American tour is definitely after Charm's release. Oh. Hi, Bubbers. <laughs> yeah, Bubbers is down here meowing at me. Well, and <laughs> now, now I'm like wondering, I'm like thinking, man, did I, am I like, should I have bought my tickets already? I don't know. We'll figure well, it out. Because like, I also don't know, like, if there's 12 tickets, then I'm screwed. Yeah. Well, we'll figure it out, guys, and we'll communicate with you in the Crave the Book podcast tea room. And you can post which uh, days you're attending if you're going to see Tracy. Um, just post in our just group. just stand and... outside the bookshop like a stalker. Yeah, yeah. You can... That's normal, right? Yeah. If, if you think you see Amber, just, like, yell Heather Crab, and she'll know. She'll know. Or gar- <laughs> I was thinking of getting t-shirts printed. <laughs> gar- garlic mushroom. Just all the little tropes from our... Yeah, yeah. All, all, all our little tropes from our uh, podcast episodes. Sorry, I heard my dog <gasps> tip a bowl over. <laughs> That's going to be fun to go downstairs and find. Oh, no. All right, guys. Right. Let's. So we, we leave off, don't we? We leave off... Um, Grace. Just after they come back from the Giants Village and Grace is unconscious. Yeah, she just passes out. That was my weekend. Yeah. <laughs> she, yep. she, 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 Grace, too, passed out in a field. <laughs> yeah. So but Yeah, um, the, the first line is, it's been two days since Hudson's picked a fight. It's really damn annoying. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, wow, that brat energy. She's like, She's I, like, I really, really want to see my man. I don't even know whether it is. I see it. Just is the fact that he's not been annoying to her. Yeah. He's not. He's not argued. Yeah. Like I don't. I don't ever crave an argument. Well, if it's like their if it's their friendly bickering. If you're if you're with somebody and it's friendly bickering and they're not being normal, they're not bickering with you. I guess that could be pretty off putting. Yeah. So, but at the same time, she didn't say that he was super lovey-dovey or cheesy or warm or happy or any of those things. So maybe she's just not straight up seeing him at all. Yeah, which would make sense because. Mm-hmm. But again, it's only been forty-eight hours. So right. She's and and it's and he's definitely been busy because mm-hmm. this is this is the birthday episode yeah she's she's going to like nobody's answering their phone and even heather hasn't messaged me and then she's like oh i'm gonna go for my study session and then everybody goes surprise <laughs> i know and she, that's I, I love that she gets interrupted too like in her in her misery and woe yeah, she gets. I it. mean, she says that she's like pouting when she is walking yeah. through the door. Uh, I I have never had a surprise party. I've taken part in a few things where it's definitely less energetic than the movies portray. It's definitely they've booked a meal at a restaurant, and you just so happen to be sat waiting at the table that they booked, and you go hi. That's about it. <laughs> surprise. <laughs> Hey. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, oh, I didn't know you were coming. And we were like, yay. Let's get food. Let's eat, please. Yeah, I don't think We've that I've... sat here waiting for hours. I don't think I've ever... I don't think that I've ever had a... And I don't think I would want one. I don't want to be... No, that's my idea of hell. Yeah. Like, I want to know. I want to be able to prepare, be able to... Because, like, she was just talking about how she needed to get her home... Like, she needed this study session. She needed to get this work done. Yep. 
and then once again. And it was also her first, like, first birthday since the death of her parents, and no one had discussed it with her of, like, what she actually wanted. Yeah. And it, it, I think that it makes... It worked out well. It makes it especially bad that, like, it's the first birthday after her parents passed away, and Heather didn't respond. Like, Heather is just completely ghosted her. Like, then again, ow. Which Catherine. started our theory... What? Of the fact that she's, like, gone, gone. Like, either she's turning evil or has been kidnapped by Cyrus. <laughs> because we don't hear from her for a very long time. No. And here's here's the thing, right? Like, if your best friend's parents are, like, brutally killed and that friend has to, like, be hauled off to an Alaskan boarding school, like... And they constantly have to cancel plans with you. I, I mean, I, I can understand that why Heather would be upset. But you also have to give a little bit of leniency for, you know, emotional distress. And, like, they don't they don't communicate very well as friends. No. Like, and the fact that. Heather hinges her entire relationship on whether she can see her at that one given moment is a bit petty. Like, if if I was planning on, like, flying over to see you, but something happened, like, I mean, I mean, it did, COVID happened, like, we were planning on coming to, to see you for a very long time, and things just kept happening while we were like, meh, do we still book it? Do we not go? And you never held it against me for the fact that external circumstances meant I couldn't come see you. No. Like, surely you could also maintain a better friendship via text than you ever could because of one fleeting meeting. <laughs> yeah. Fleeting meeting. Yeah, and the fact and the fact that like that a birthday would be a perfect opportunity for Heather to like message her and be like, Hey, like, still friends? Are you are you good? Yeah. I mean Grace is how it, Grace handled it though and was like, No, you just can't come. Like she didn't even they're both wrong. <laughs> yeah, she she worded it very poorly. Yeah. Didn't put any effort into actually messaging her, saying, like, hey, I'm really sorry, change of plans. Um, instead of graduation, how about blah, 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 blah. Yeah, like, she, she could totally plan something for, like, after graduation. Yep. And as much as she has upset, upset Heather, she's knowingly upset Heather, and she's saying that Heather's not texting her. Phone works both ways. Yeah. And quit texting. And she's not texted Call. her. Call. Like, for when it comes to, like, your best friend, if you think that your best friend is, like, you know, that that's an occasion where you... A you, crap. You need voices, like... Guys, if you do, if you do think that your best friend is a crab, oh, please yeah. reach out. Not Keep reaching out your hands. But not if they have crabs. Apparently, that is end of friendship for Star. <laughs> yeah, if you get crabs, like, keep your crabby crotch away from me. <laughs> um, crabs, the bad kind. <laughs> so, when uh, Grace gets down the steps and she's like, oh my god, I thought you forgot. Macy's like, oh, you know, you think I would forget my favorite cousin's birthday? And I'm like, are we supposed to know when our cousins... I always forget ours. I don't know when my cousins were born. Always. I have no idea. I mean, idea. it's written on the calendar, mostly because we get guilt-tripped into making sure we send cards by our mums. Oh, I don't do any of that. 
Um, I do think that times are changing where like cards aren't so important. Yeah, you can send because, them Facebook. <laughs> yeah. Um, but Facebook will remind me on the day. Like, there are so many people now. Like, I think that you you put this in your course, um, that when we were cavemen, we had a very, very small, tight-knit circle of people. And it was very normal to remember celebrations such as them being born, um, such as funerals as well. Like, people seem to manage to remember the date that people died on for years like it's been three years to the day and i'm like i don't remember and i'm really sorry if it's important to you let me know and i will also make sure that it's important to me this year i will also forget it next year yeah but that doesn't mean that they're less important to me that just means that to me that date doesn't hold any significance specifically for me yeah because um, we've we've grown, our tribes have grown and grown and grown and grown, and now we have so many people in our circle that it is impossible to remember all of those dates. And if you remember one above another, then that's sacrilege, and that you're a terrible friend. And it's like, well, no. The only reason that I remembered this one was because it weirdly sticks in my memory, or I know it's an important one. Like I know she's fifty this year, but. It, Honestly, each year is completely different than the last, and I barely remember to send out cards. I feel I feel bad, but or or you get the Facebook notification. Yeah, like, exactly. That's that. or like if they tell me like, oh, I'm I'm doing I'm doing something different this year. Right? I'm raising money for charity, and then you see like ten pound raids out of five hundred. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think some people aren't geared for for remembering, like, dates. I think that there are a couple dates that are, like, for example, you know, if you've got, like, a child, you definitely need to know their birthday. And, yeah, but. I don't, sometimes I forget my own dog's birthdays and I don't hold myself accountable for that. Like, that's not. If your dog, if you forget your dog's birthday, your dogs don't give a shit. If I forget my ten-year-old's birthday, we got a problem. Yeah, they'll be upset. You, you like, can, I could have it the next day, and they would never know. Right? Exactly. They'll. <laughs> they don't. They're not looking at the they're calendar. Like, more like you know when you're filling out forms for like pet insurance and things like that, and you're like, wait, what, when were they born? Yeah, I have no idea um, what, day, what day my dog. I was know born. I've got it all written down and everywhere, and, and there are also easy ways for me to remember it. And things like that. But there's also things like people go, oh, my God, how old are they? And I'm like, genuinely, don't ask. Puppy and not puppy. That's their ages. Yeah. Um, You have to start, like, counting back. We like, okay, she's she's 18 weeks. But then she's going to be 19 weeks next Friday. So what's the point in me learning that she's 18 weeks now? Because by next week, I've forgotten. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Not Anyway. (laughs) <laughs> I don't do I don't do ages in weeks. I never did, even when my like little one was little. I was never like, oh, no. she's seventeen weeks and four days. <laughs> no, I don't know how people remember it. Yeah, I don't know. Unless unless they just don't have as much in their heads for them to have to think about. Like, I think anxiety takes up a huge bubble of space within our minds. That then there are certain things that we need to be concerned about when actually other people are just walking through their life completely unfazed. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, Amber, we're we we we're we're CEOs. Like we both own businesses, so 
Mm-hmm. It's like we have we don't have a lot of space in our brains. Speaking no. speaking of um, not having a lot of space in the brain because, you know, 18th birthday, I know that I was only thinking of very specific things when I was a- turning 18. And I tell you Dick. one thing, I did not get super stoked and excited to play Heads Up at my 18th birthday party. <laughs> well, it didn't exist. Heads Up. That's the one with the with the headbands, right? Or, oh. I thought Oh. No, I thought that it was the phone app, you know, like the like where you tip it forward if you get it correct. Oh, yeah. I thought that was what that app was. I think called. you're right cuz Jackson said it was like charades. Yeah, in in my day, we called the streets. And apparently he was really good at it. Yeah, what? because he's probably got all the knowledge. What What do you think he was acting out? Uh, a per- Jackson, was his a purple octopus? I don't know, because I, th- I, th- I thought genuinely my brain went, oh, it's the Heads Up app where the people in the room have to describe what the thing is that you're holding up on the phone. And then if you get it oh. right, you get a tip forward. So, for example... Um, it's an animal, it's got a really long neck, it's yellow with brown splotches on it, it's from Africa, it has horns and ears, uh, they're, they're notoriously silent. Um, a hippo. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> and you go, no! <laughs> and then you have to keep going. <laughs> I thought, but, I, yeah, I, I, I thought that was that game. I thought, when I read it, okay, so I must just be old, because... When I thought heads up, didn't you ever play the game of heads up in classroom where everybody had to put their like heads down? Heads up, thumbs down. And you had to put your arm up for heads up. Like they would ask questions and you had to like put your arm up. Oh, no, we did heads up, thumbs down. Oh. No. Heads down, thumbs up. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh, Yeah, we would have our heads on our foreheads on our desk and our thumbs by our ears pointing upwards uh and that's that's all i remember <laughs> i think that it was the same we just it we, was wild it was wild yeah <laughs> I, i'm gonna have to ask scott what the game consisted of because it genuinely like i'm like that there, there was a game i know it did but what was the purpose well either way my 18th birthday, um, I got super drunk and um, one of my friends pooped themselves in my house. So my birthday was quite different than Grace's 18th birthday. I will say that Grace's 18th birthday sounded way more fun. I would have much rather thrown, well, probably, maybe I wouldn't have rather thrown axes because I was drunk. But yeah. Yeah. I mean, when I was 18, I mean, to be honest, my 18th birthday was awful. So yeah, I would have much rather that. (laughs) Hudson, Hudson. Everybody came home from work and went to sleep. And I was just sat in the living room like, oh. Oh. Yeah. So I started walking just, I was like, anywhere. I'm just going to walk anywhere. And my nan was on her way to come and see me. And she was like, what are you doing? Like, and I was like, <laughs> no one wants to see me. Nobody wants any dinner. Nobody wants it. She's like, get in the car. <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah. yeah. I would have much rather Grace's birthday, except the music tastes. Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. And it was in the, the they were all birthday themed songs, but they were also in, from such drastically different genres. Yeah. And <laughs> yep. Her gifts were all very weird, too. Macy, Macy got her sparkly earrings. Uh, Eden got her nunchucks. Uh, Luca and Flint got her flowers, right? Yep. Who got her the, the Harry Styles body pillow? Or maybe that was Flint and Luca. I think, yeah, I think that was, I think that was a joke present from Flint and Luca. Yeah. Because that's hilarious. And one of my notes is whatever happened to that body pillow. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Because <laughs> it just disappeared. It went to the, it went the same place that Grace's um, Aurora Borealis necklace went. Yep. The the closet of for, forgotten things. <laughs> <laughs> and um, then Hudson gives her the book of poems, which you can actually buy uh, with a Crave, like, book cover version of that book of poems um, from, where is it? Uh, I think. I think that you can actually buy it from Entangled Teen's website. I think that it's through Bookish Box, though. So I kind of want to get it. But this but this part makes me especially sad because in one of the bonus chapters, I believe the Vampire Court bonus chapters for Covet, um, Hudson actually uh, burns that book. Yes. He throws it into the fire. And burns it because him and Grace are going through a rough patch and it makes me sad. It doesn't it also makes me think of when Cassian throws is it Cassian or Nesta? One of them throws a book into the sigil. No, it's his little gift. gift. Cassian Cass Nesta says that she doesn't want Cassian's gift, and Cassian throws it throws the little gift into the Sidra, and I, you know what it is, and I talk, I talked to Mark about this as well. Um, it's when, like, the tough guy male character makes the effort to do something like cute to do like a, to get a cute gift, and the girl like rejects him, like he, because you know the tough guy character being having that moment of vulnerability where they're like, you know, do you accept this gift? It's like it's like penguins presenting each other with a pebble. Like, oh, do you, <laughs> I spent all this time finding the perfect pebble. Do you accept my pebble? And then she's like, no. So I always I gravel. It, it it's it it's the most heartbreaking thing for me in any book where where a guy and I don't know why it's just guys like if. I don't know. It's okay because Hudson does give her a pebble. <laughs> he does give her a pebble. He's like a little penguin. Yeah. <laughs> he is Hudson is the penguin. He's the Armani penguin. <laughs> the Armani penguin. He um my but he says he says that he has another gift for her after he gives her the poem book. And he says that it's not socially acceptable. And everybody's like, ooh, is it handcuffs? Is it lingerie? Is it this? Is it that? But what's so socially unacceptable about what he does give her? Was he just trying it's to... A, it's a wooden butt plug with uh, the horse that he whittled on the end. Yeah. <laughs> like, was... was when I was When I was first reading it, I was like, what on earth 
would he have got her that he would be like because they haven't had sex yet they haven't really done much in she, the way of that so it can't it can't be it could be don't but that would be really inappropriate I, like imagine if she was thinking about dating. his she was thinking about his bed the entire time she was walking to his room though yeah what if he was just, if you're just dating a guy you've just started dating a guy you haven't done anything yet and then he gets you a glass dildo as a present well, you'd be like the fuck i was thinking more like like she walks down and he's just like sprawled like like that covered in chocolate spread yeah like like there's like Mm, nutella (laughs) rose rose petals and candles and he's just like hey baby (laughs) i i wouldn't want that i would i would but i also wouldn't want that as a birthday present that he's told people this is socially unacceptable like well do it right now yeah go on (laughs) go on take them off (laughs) go on chop chop (laughs) Uh, and then um Buzz waddle Kelly. penguin waddle <laughs> waddle penguin let's see let's see you waddle yeah i um, um yeah so so other than the other than those gifts uh grace also gets the biggest dick move from jackson yeah ever and this is where you know last week we talked about how we had somebody send us an email and they were really upset that we always talk badly about jackson and why can't we love jackson too and like like i said there's nothing wrong with Jackson as a person, but he does things that are manipulative in a way that is subtle and that you have to have a little bit of street smarts and a little bit of life experience to understand that they are emotionally manipulative. And that is the issue. And when you're younger, you don't really see it. But when you get a little bit older, and you realize the intent behind the actions, it's easier to call these things out. Jackson giving that sketch to Grace served multiple... In front of everyone. Yeah. It served multiple purposes. Only he and Grace knew the meaning of that sketch. And he told her when she first saw the sketch in his room that, um, you know, he bought it because he said, uh, it reminded me of you. I just didn't know it at the time. So basically, this is an inside reference between him and Grace. He's giving it to her in a public setting around all of her friends where everybody just thinks, oh, that's a nice gift. That's really pretty. That's really nice. But nobody understands what the intent is, including her current boyfriend. Mm -hmm. It is an absolutely selfish thing to do, and it takes away from her spotlight and that being her birthday and that being like her special day. It also annoys me that he he's supposed to know her really intimately as, I mean, yes, he is her ex, but he was once her boyfriend, uh, her mate. He genuinely, there is no, no question about it. He was her mate for a time and he doesn't know what to get her. Yeah. So he chooses something that he already has that reminds him of her and he gets rid of it and he says it's not like i have any use for it anymore Mm -hmm. like what what is the use for it to that is so that would be can you imagine if if like you gave i don't know 
there's like really nothing comparable. I'm like trying to think of... The, the thing is, though, if it was all human, if we were all humans and this was a human setting, there was no supernaturally about it and it was just ex-boyfriend bringing something to your birthday party and they gave you something that you knew was an intimate thing between you two, a personal reference, something really special, was priceless, and then he says it's not like I have any use for it anymore, I would immediately be like ringing the alarm bells, red flags, he's going to commit suicide, he's making amends, oh. he's, he's giving out things. Yeah. He's tying up, but the fact tying that he, up like, loose ends. Yeah. But the fact that it was supernatural, I was like, well, maybe there's something else here that maybe he's just being a dick. But the fact that his bedroom is also bare, that he's giving his things away. Yeah. And he's he's not... He's not showing his joy and his love anymore. There are no books. There are no paintings. It is literally just gym equipment. And gym equipment has been linked in the past to a form of self-harm. That if you go at a piece of gym, gym equipment long enough and hard enough, you are scratching that itch. Yeah. He's, because you're 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 phys- being physically exertive, and I, I think that 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 is something that we can see in in humans. Yeah, no, and and you know I've I've had multiple friends over the years uh, commit suicide. I think that it's a more widespread problem in the U.S. than it is over there. Um, you know, all through high school, I've had multiple friends commit suicide, and it's never the ones, it's never the ones who um, are talking about it it's always the ones who are settling things in their own way and you think that they're getting better or that they're coming to peace with themselves like they're getting quieter they're you know they're seeming a little bit more content they are fixing the issues in their life and tying up loose ends Mm -hmm. exactly so yeah like that's one of the one of the biggest things that you can notice and and this is a complete like like please blanket statement if somebody apologizes out of the blue or thanks you out of the blue, or gives you a gift out of the blue. Or says something cryptic. Like... Just check on them. Yeah. And just say, like, are you, are you okay? Like, thank you, like, so much for my gift. But are you okay? Yeah, and ask them um, alone. <laughs> yeah, and ask twice. Mm-hmm. Um, so you say, like, are you okay? And they're going, yeah, 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 I'm sure. And you're like, are you sure? Because I'm here if you need to talk about it. Yeah. And then if they say, no, no, I'm fine. Don't don't bring it up again because they're clearly you're pushing them. But I, I would then start to go through that checklist. The, 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 the tick list of things that you can just know are immediately suspicious. Yeah. Because it, it is like a it's, a, it's a running order. It's a, you make sure that your, your affairs are in order. Mm-hmm. Like, just like somebody who is at the end of their life and they're putting their will together. Yeah. It sounds really morbid, but people who are planning it do plan it, that they want to make sure that things have a home when they're gone. Yeah. And they are not as prepared to make plans as well, so they start cancelling things. And maybe... Because they don't want it, they don't want a reason to hang around. And maybe at this point, you know, mild spoilers, but, you know, Jackson is going through something Mm -hmm. maybe this is the point when he's starting to realize that something's not right with him yeah i mean even even grace says something is is off yeah 
Um, and it, she is right that it wasn't just a case of them them broken up. Um, he, and I think that there's a there's a there's a bit where she goes like, this could end as quickly as it started when she's in re reference to their mating bond. And I think that she's right. Is that the moment that they their, their bond broke? It wasn't just a process of oh we don't we now no longer have that tether together, but we still love each other. They still care about each other. We still make each other happy. Um, it was just Hudson's in the way. That wasn't the case. It was Jackson was immediately dark. Yeah. Um, and that even Grace couldn't bring him out of that. It was just an immediate, he is broken and he can't be fixed. Right. And, and I, it's not the same as breaking up boyfriend and girlfriend because they were boyfriend and girlfriend for several weeks afterwards. It was just, Grace was like, I'm trying and I'm not getting anything out of you. But also you're being really jealous towards this other guy that has, I mean, there is no equivalent for it in the human world but you're being really jealous when i've i've given you re no reason to except for the fact that he is bringing me joy and making me smile and you are not right jackson and immediately checked that, yeah. out yeah um and um i think that this is one of the reasons why i was so suspicious of him giving this painting back was that it was like well at one point that brought him joy and that brought him hope as well. He was like, it reminds me of you. I just didn't know you yet. I didn't recognize you yet. And that was like, that's hope. It's like when you were going, okay, but one day when I get married or one day when I have finally found that person I want to spend the rest of my life with, you are, you're hoping, you're fantasizing about a future. And it's almost like he's like, I have no more future with you, even if we could fix it. Yeah. It's gone. Which maybe that's a good thing, because I think that this is the point also, like him closing that door, officially closing it, it upsets Grace. Um, but at the same time, I feel that after this point, her and Hudson are finally able to, like, lean into each other. And at mm -hmm. the, I mean, she's still, it's just the mating bond. But at so I, I actually like I have a theory about that. Okay. And it was and it was based on on the whole it could end as soon as it started. But her only concept of having a mating bond immediately got deleted, essentially. Like that she still had those feelings for Jackson, but he did not. So she's thinking, well, if we didn't have the mating bond, would me and Hudson still like each other and love each other in this way? Is that it's not, it's just the mating bond, as in the only reason I'm having these feelings are the mating bond. It's that she doesn't know what she would be doing if mating bonds weren't a thing. And that if they didn't have one, would Hudson just walk away? Right, like, is it is it because Jackson did yeah and it's just like well it's just the mating bond I need to be sensible about this I need to not let my heart get broken again because it did 
it wasn't just that she suffered all that pain of having that bond ripped apart. It was the fact that Jackson wasn't still standing there waiting for her when she got back up. Yeah. It, um, it would be like, it's the only thing that I can think that's comparable is like, say that, say that like you got in a terrible car crash and you ended up like, disabled in some way like you were like paralyzed like from the waist down or something and your partner just suddenly wasn't interested in you anymore yeah like and you're like i'm the same person i'm still me like this doesn't change who i am and it shouldn't have an impact on our relationship at all if you really love me and jackson is like no it's broken Mm-hmm. it's not the same anymore i'm your carer now yeah I can't like it is it, it genuinely I like and now I've never had that thought process before I've always been super annoyed at the amount of times that Grace has been like it's just the mating bond it's just the mating bond but at the same time she's trying to protect herself from what has happened in the past yeah it's that she's scared that all the feelings that she's having for Hudson because she does keep repeating that he was her destined soulmate that she knows that he's her true mate, that he's the one she was supposed to be with. But at the same time, she's like, well, mine and Jackson's bond got broken and he didn't want anything to do with me afterwards. So what's the difference between that and what I'm going through now? Because if it suddenly ended, I would be back in the same position again. Or worse, because if this yeah. is a real one, like, yeah. So, yeah, that that was what I've, I felt through that moment of um, just before their, I think it was just before their kiss, where she was talking about how, like, he makes her feel warm and fuzzy. Um, and she was saying, like, but she needs to remind herself that it could end just as quickly as it started because she had no idea both times that she was entering into a mating bond. Yeah, she's not she's not gotten to make any choices. No. Um and Hudson seems to be very assuredly like her mate and is quite happy to to go slowly and and things like that, but in reality no one really knows how that bond happened except for her and Hudson. And I think just as she was scared to ask him any questions, she's scared to also ask him questions about their mating bond because he's going to get upset by her getting out her anxieties of if our mating bond is for real, then couldn't it be broken just like the one did with Jackson? Because then he goes, oh, you want to break the mating bond? And she's like, no, I need to know so that when somebody says it's impossible, I know it for sure. I know it's guaranteed that they will never be able to break it because then I can lean into it. Yeah. But at this point, she's got that like insecurity of I don't know anything and no one does. And the only person that did know did it willingly on her supposed stepson person <laughs> and didn't care about the consequences whatsoever and now he's ruined he's not the same person yeah 
But maybe she's also, she'd never known Jackson before he had a mating bond with her either. So maybe she just thinks that that's what he was like before he knew Grace. That before he was with Grace, that was who he was. And that she's just going, well, that's who he is. And I didn't change him. Which is, if we were talking about like non-paranormal universe would be the more likely case. People revert. Yeah. They they revert to their default. Yeah. So. And that, yes, you, you did you did bring them happiness for a time, but that doesn't mean that you changed them. It just means that their mindset changed so they were less likely to be their normal setting. Yeah, you're you're an ice cream cone for a minute. Everybody's happy when they first get an ice cream cone. Like but that doesn't that doesn't mean that you need to always be the ice cream cone. <laughs> what? <laughs> you don't need to ice cream can make people happy, but you don't have to repeatedly provide them with ice cream. No. She doesn't need to repeatedly, you know, be the be the one responsible be for the cone yeah she doesn't need to be responsible for jackson's happiness he's he's a big boy he no. can figure it out on his own but also at no point has he actually brought her down to like and said there's something wrong i know you are happy and i do not want to bring you down because i am not happy but there is something wrong medically wrong <laughs> yeah like not I am just sad that I've lost my mate or anything like that. And, and that's probably the reasons why Grace and Hudson haven't disclosed what the blood letter has told them. Because if he was a bit more of a well-rounded person and was bubbling around, even though he was a little bit sad that, yes, he's had to move on from the fact that he cannot be in a relationship with Grace and that Grace is happier in a relationship with Hudson. But if he was just normal they might have thought that his mindset was strong enough to have that information, but he's not. He's very down. He's very dark. He seems to be very volatile right now where there's certain things that he's doing that just don't make sense. And it, and it only gets worse as well. Yeah. He's not, he's not adapting to anything. He's yeah. just getting progressively worse after time is passing. And the, and, um, and also the, the only other person that was interested in him, Flint, is already in a relationship and has moved on himself. Yeah. So it wouldn't even be that they're telling him for the fact that he's like, well, you might have still possibility with Flint. It's like, no, Jackson, I need to tell you this so you know that what happened to you was the bloodletter's fault. Yeah. But they don't. They just keep... Every, everybody keeps secrets. Everybody and I never, I never believe that it's for the, the benefit of somebody else. It's for them... It's definitely for their own benefit. It's to it's to avoid the discomfort of just being honest. Yeah, but because you can also lay that that truth out in a completely different way and get different outcomes. There's black and then there's white and then there's so many shades of gray in the middle. And you can also kind of toe the line depending on their reaction. And they just don't, they they were like, well, rather than have this discussion at all, let's just keep it a secret. Yeah. Because he's too vulnerable right now, which is, is fair enough. But at the same time, what if that secret is the one thing that is going to give him strength? Right. Or or help just to solve the problem faster. Like, go talk yeah. to the blood letter and figure it out. Like, there's so many things that 
Because I, I, I think the blood letter would take one look at him and go, oh, no, I fucked up. Right, because she obviously cares for him. Yeah. Yeah. But, but he's not able to do that. No. So. So it's a bit more of a lighthearted yeah. <laughs> thing. Um, I think it's like the day, the day after. Day after, yeah. Day after her birthday, she has another study session with Hudson. Um, and he says that they should go and meet outside. Um, and uh, he gives her his coat because she realizes that she's left her coat in her room. And I was like, oh my God, there's genuinely like nothing as delicious as wearing your partner's clothing, especially when it still like smells of them. Um, and then he and then he says it's a bit weird he says no but nobody ever wants to get it out of the laundry like that's a bit weird but yeah and then and then he says the line that i like you i like seeing you in my clothes which it's a i use that line in my own book because that's it's not just like giving you something it's giving you something and then looking at you and then acknowledging like i i like seeing you in my clothes i it, because it's almost like a I want to see you more in my clothes. Right. Like we it, should make this a regular thing. Like you belong to me. You are in my clothes. We are sharing these yeah. these items now. Yeah. There's a whole there's a whole Even deal. though it doesn't fit her at all in any way, shape or form. That's that makes it even better though. I'm I'm wearing my yeah. I'm wearing my husband's oversized hoodie right now. Like makes it Yeah. Especially when it's the first time too. Like But the thing is I think it's definitely an ownership kind of thing. Is that like I'm giving you clothes? Dobby is free. Yeah. <laughs> um, but if I ever caught my husband wearing my clothes, mm-hmm. it'd be a bit weird. Yeah, that that's a little. Apparently, different. it's the sentiment is not mutual. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it was like that's, no big hoodie. Um, I don't think my hoodies would fit him. He would be like constantly having to pull it back down over his <laughs> belly. <laughs> He's too tall, so he has to... If he wears a medium, they fit perfectly, but he, he shows his belly too much. But then if he gets a large, it's like a tent, but it does cover his belly. <laughs> um, and yeah, and women's clothes are definitely made completely differently to men's, which we... Like, I love unisex clothing, but... um. Well, yeah. It would still be weird for me to capture him, because I'm like, why are you wearing the Amber Marie hoodie? <laughs> He's like, I'm just, just representing. Just, just repping. Just repping the wife's brand. <laughs> yeah. So they finally, well, they first they get into an argument um, because Hudson is like, I literally know everything about you and you can't even think of one question to ask me. And the whole reason mm-hmm. that Grace is waiting, like she wants to think about what she wants to ask him is... Because she doesn't want to upset him. She doesn't want to ask him anything that might lead... Trigger. Yeah, bring up bad memories or lead to heartache. Um, so he completely, like, misinterprets that. And then they, they get in an argument. And fi- finally, he's just like, you know, you need to... Well, she gets up in his face. Yeah, he's like, you need to let me She's go. like, don't leave. Don't leave. And he's like, well, if you, if you, if you stay there, I'm going to be forced to do something you'll regret or I'll regret. And she goes, oh, yeah? And what if I want you to? <laughs> That's, yeah, that, that would be my move. I'd, I would just push, poke the bear, poke the bear, poke the bear. And the kiss was apparently earth-shattering. Well, yeah, she's been horny for him for, like, 
two books now. <laughs> He's been edging her this entire time, finally. And it's so much better than her, <laughs> than Jackson's kiss. I can't even remember when Jackson kisses her for uh, uh in his bedroom just before Aurora Aurora. Aurora Aurora. <laughs> Aurora that was a- I thought it was after the Aurora Borealis, and then and then right afterwards he went psycho. Mm, no, that was when he. Bit I don't know. It. I can't remember. No. But yeah, um, like to the point where she, because like nothing else exists. It is just me and him. Um, and uh, the bit that got me was that like werewolf started like snickering behind him, like <laughs> wolf whistling, and apparently. Hudson just turns and snarls at them to the point where they run away with like they're like oh no run away run away I was like yes that's my man right there good to read I'm not gonna enjoy watching that in the movie no no it's gonna be very much like the baseball scene in Twilight (laughs) oh god so awkward that makes me so uncomfortable (laughs) yeah yeah there's uh, men men roaring is um I'm very nervous for the Court of Thorns and Roses Hulu adaptation, like, because the the men also roar during sexual moments. I'm like, mm, I don't I'm know. wondering whether it's just like an interpretation of what the noise is rather than it sounds like a lion. <laughs> well, I think with paranormals, it is more of a, a feral roar. When When I'm like... When I'm writing about like JC in the channel, I'll put like he like he growls out words, but it's more of just grumbly men versus yeah. a, a a paranormal that actually has animalistic tendencies. I think that that's a little different. It'll be interesting for sure. Hopefully, yeah. they're like. Because there, there was also a cringe thing in the um, Beauty and the Beast, the live uh, live action remake. Right at the end, um, Emma Watson makes a joke, saying like, "Is there any chance you could grow a beard?" Because I think that she's like suddenly taken aback by it. Like he was really, really hairy as a beast, and then all of a sudden he's like clean shaven, as if nothing ever happened. She's like, "What about growing some facial hair?" And apparently. They decided as the writers that that would be a really appropriate time to have him go, grr. Like, uh, I mean, oh, stop, 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 <laughs> cut, cut. That's like, that's like in, which, I can't even remember. Which, which Harry Potter movie do they eat the, the, the candies that make them? Oh, God, that was, yeah, that was really cringy. Was it, was I think it, it was the, the, the fourth. Yeah. Because that's when the Weasleys start inventing their yeah sweets and ron and ron eats the the lion one and that sound clip will forever the dubbed oh the dubbed parts were awful it will forever haunt like the monkey was particularly bad <laughs> it's so cringy <laughs> yeah that's what <laughs> anyway um so they kiss and it's magical and then Hudson takes her over to a little table that he set up with little fairy lights and flowers, um, which, you know, apparently flowers and pretty little study dates are just a thing at Catmere because his brother did the exact same thing. But, you know, no, no, no judgment there. But then mm-hmm. he's got all these different rocks laid out 
And he's like, which rock do you like? And Grace is like, uh, <laughs> none of them. <laughs> do I have to pick one? <laughs> do you ever have somebody ask you like, oh, which one do you want? And they offer you like items that you just like, they all look the same. They all look the same or they all are things I don't want. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, I would be exactly in the same position as Grace. Like, I would be just really, just like... grab yeah. one. And the problem is, like, she would be turning down something incredible. But it's more of a... I don't understand. Yeah. Explain this first so I know the context. So I don't make an idiot yeah. out of myself. Like, he could have done it in a way of, like... There's, like, magic involved. Like, which one draws to you more? Like, which which one do you... Yeah, feel the most connection to because then she'd be like, "Oh, maybe there's earth magic connected," and like be like seeking them out, like tarot cards. But no, he's like, "Which one do you like?" Uh, She's oh. like, "Well, that one's square. <laughs> I like the square. I like the square one." And then she goes to stick it in her backpack, and he just gives her this look, <laughs> like, "What are you doing?" And she's like, "Oh, do I not get to keep it?" <laughs> and then she's like, "You said I could keep one." <laughs> but then i just i really wish that he's like give it here you donut like, <laughs> no you idiot doesn't. um and uh he then starts squeezing it really really hard and all of a sudden she's like oh my god is this carbon <laughs> how did you identify and I was like, that? that's not how diamonds are made well I'm, and the way that I'm picturing him squeezing it, I'm picturing him like, you know when you need to squeeze something really hard so you like hold it with both hands, but you like kneel over and you have it, your like fists clench between your knees, like you're just like, <laughs> I don't know a time that I've ever needed to squeeze. Have you never seen somebody no. try to like, like crush a pop can and they're just not quite strong enough to do it? Oh, no, I haven't. But uh, it definitely sounds as like, you know, when you're opening a jam jar. Yeah, that's what I'm picturing. Like, like that kind of energy. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> I'm working against physics here. What if, he, what if he opened it up and it was just still a rock? He's like, wait a minute, one more time. <laughs> How did he know when it turned from rock to diamond? Is it also, is it like a slow process? Is it shaped? Did it start turning diamond the moment he had it in his hand? Is it, sh I'm picturing it like if you took like Play-Doh and you squeezed it and then when you, you opened your hand, it's just like the shape of your, your hand all squished. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Very sparkly. But yeah, he's like, okay, yeah, um here's this um this diamond and she just takes it as face value like oh my god that's beautiful and i'm like i would be like is it diamond though is it because that's not how diamonds made you can't just go i know we'll put it in a vice like i've seen the machines that you can absolutely make diamonds you can go to a machine and it makes diamonds for you but the purpose of a diamond was the fact that they are forged over millions of years and it becomes that special thing. Um, I watched a documentary on diamonds and <laughs> their actual value is like nothing. Yeah. They they are worth nothing. Unless it's like it's a company, uh I can't it was one of the American companies like K's or something, like a really like old school jewelers. And they did this, like, advert in, like, the 60s that then essentially just turned the diamond rings into an engagement 
present? Yeah, yeah. It's it's a completely and fabricated thing. And that's the thing. reason why diamonds are expensive. Yeah, diamonds diamonds are are I mean unless we're talking like blood diamonds and stuff, but then like uh, you know. Yeah, diamonds they're they're literally worthless. Yeah. Yeah, they're just they're a novelty and I think that that's why yep. we're seeing our generation uh is using them less and less for engagements because they're really not all that special. But they're not all that special, but the price tag on them is ridiculous. Have you ever seen the the Hope Diamond that, you know, the the necklace that was from Titanic was like based on? No. I've I've seen it in person. I went to the Smithsonian Museum and saw it. And I mean, it's big, but it's the largest most complete diamond in the world. It's not that big. It's big, but it's <laughs> it's not that big. You know, like when you're like, wow, the biggest diamond in the world. It's not that big. I just, I think it's really dumb that like, like, it's really cute. And if a guy managed to do that in front of me, I would be immediately dropping my pants. But there's no physical use for it. Like, it's not like it's been made into a jewelry. It's, a, it's genuinely a rock-sized diamond. It's a paperweight. What's she going to do with it? Paperweight. A paperweight? You can't use a diamond as a paperweight. Why not? People would think there's like, oh, that's cool, it's glass. Yeah. Like, no one would see the value or the significance of it. Well, like, they would just go, oh, that's pretty. If Hudson is a walking diamond factory, he could just, he could, he could just be making them. Why is he not employable with this skill? We need a cookies and a diamond shop. Yeah. But he could absolutely go to the, the giants and go, hey, look what I can do. Yeah. And it'll be like the Cartman episode where he's cash for gold. <laughs> I like the song the song on the cash for gold. <laughs> me and me and my husband sing that all the time. My and then we start going and started like harmonizing with each other it's great it's my favorite my favorite is like right when you think that it's over and they add another layer into it and there's like a <laughs> nobody's gonna know what the hell hands down one of my favorite episodes I, I love that episode but yeah essentially it's just like a <laughs> it becomes a circle of never-ending revenue where this diamond just keeps getting <laughs> Sold back again to the same people. Oh, just Google a <laughs> Google South Park Cash for Gold song, oh, and you'll. F- it's amazing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Hudson throws out the line though, where she's like, "Oh my God, I thought your powers were bound." And he's like, "I'm I'm not persuading the carbon to turn into a diamond. Giants aren't the only ones with a little earth magic." What? What the hell does that mean? He's never. He doesn't have earth magic, does he? He apparently he he can do this. I don't. Did he ask someone to put earth magic into the rocks? In which case, did he do all three, or did he just know which one she was going to choose? Are those other ones just discarded? Does he just throw them back into the lake? Like, what does he do with the other two? I don't know. Yeah. Why did she have to just choose one? Clearly it was zero effort for him to make one. And where is Hudson's earth magic in the future? I don't know. <sighs> oh, Hudson. But it wasn't as ev- it wasn't even as if he's just like, I need you to channel some energy into it or, or anything like that. He just went, no, okay, cool. And my, my brain is like, he's just going for a shit. Yeah. <laughs> Gritting his teeth. 
fist clench, squeezing this rock. <laughs> <laughs> and then he gives it over like a little penguin. My pebble. Here is your pebble. And you deserve something perfect. Happy birthday, Grace. Happy birthday, Hudson. <laughs> that would be absolutely something I would do if I was just tongue-tied. <laughs> the amount of times I've walked into someone and gone, you're welcome. <laughs> I'm, I'm, my wor the worst one is that I will occasionally, when, <laughs> when I hold a door open for someone and they say thank you, I will try to say no problem and you're welcome at the same time and it will come out as your problem. <laughs> your problem. No welcome. No welcome. <laughs> no welcome. Uh, happy birthday, Hudson. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. And um, so she passes or well, she says she thinks she passes all of her final exams I, like, I didn't get an a but it's fine yeah i don't remember like sitting and taking like final exam i'm sure i did because i passed obviously but even if you did you wouldn't also remember coming out of those and going i definitely got this specific grade no i would have i would have. it's a free-for-all at that point you just go whatever the luck is with the with it's with the gods now yeah i would not i would not know but uh, she bumps into Flint, and Flint wants to go for a fly, and she knows that that probably means that he wants to talk. So she flies with him, and they do a they do a race to the top of the tower of the castle, and they bet on you know whoever last or first one gets to pick what movie they watch with the group. And he says, "I am not watching Twilight again." And she's like, no, Macy and I watch Twilight alone in our rooms like any real Twihards. I'm like, wait, 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 wait. In Crave, she said, when when Jackson gave her Twilight, she said she had never read Twilight, but that she was interested. For one, when has she had time to read Twilight, let alone the entire book series in this short amount of time? Because most of it has been spent gargoyled. And how does she now consider herself a twihard, even if she has just now finally gotten through all the books? Like, Grace, come on, girl. Do you own Edward Edward Pattinson, Robert Pattinson's coat? I don't think so. I'm, I'm also, if you're living that life, you would be watching Twilight so ironically. Yeah. It, it, that would be the fun—I mean, it's still the funniest shit, like, watching it now. Like, yeah. I'm an OG. Like, I was there when—I was there when they were written, kids. But imagine watching it and reading it when your husband is a vampire himself. Yeah, that would— And that everybody around you is supernatural. And you're like, I'm going to watch a really diluted version of them and a really, like, bastardized version of what— race my partner is like i would even say that these days if that happened it would be considered racist yeah like you you all the stereotypes you, that are very wrong you're sparkly like i guess if they didn't know that your race ex if your if your race was such a mystery like it would be different if it was like chinese people don't exist and then like it would be you know what i mean like but if you watched a movie based on people who think that Chinese people exist and then what they think that Chinese people did, it would be offensive to you to watch and be like, the fuck? They really think that? 
Yeah, but if Chinese people weren't real at all, like they were a fantasy in everyone's eyes. Like that's like that's like us saying like a movie about unicorns. Like we can make we can make unicorns any color we want to make them. We can make unicorns do whatever we want. We can make unicorns act however we want. But if unicorns are real and they're just hidden from us, then that means that our interpretation of what unicorns are is probably very, very incorrect. <laughs> so does that make us unicorn racists? Yes. Because we're wrong about what we believe a unicorn is? Yes. Yes. Uni- unicorn racists. Damn them in their horns. I mean, I have never met a Guam person. A Guam. We apparently are huge in Guam. Uh, what is what is the nationality of someone who lives in Guam? Is it Guamish? Like, we look at our podcast statistics, and most of our listeners are in Guam. Where are you guys? Tell us about, (laughs) we want to know. This is why. We're not, why do you listen to us? Right. This, we are not ironically, we are not ironic. We are not ironically asking. We want to know, why are you listening to us? What's going on in Guam? Why do so many of you guys read Crave? (laughs) Yeah. Or is it a bot? It could be a bot. That's that's my suspicion, and that's why I'm curious, is I think that it's a bot. But if not, if, like, if the Crave series is just huge in Guam, like, that's pretty cool. Hilarious. I would love to, I would love to know more. But anyway. Um, <laughs> so Flint sits with Grace because she's like, I can tell that there's something you want to tell me. And he breaks it to her that he's afraid to go to the dragon court uh, and have Luca meet his parents, whether that be because he's coming out. I don't know if this is because it's just meet my new boyfriend or if it is, hey, mom and dad, I'm gay. I don't know if it's because nobody like his family don't know. So either way, it's really sweet that he asked Grace to come for like that moral support support. yeah yeah i'm just glad when i was reading that the first time i was like oh my god if you ask her to be your beard this is going to be very uncomfortable ah it's like can you just pretend to be my girlfriend so that my parents don't know that i'm gay Uh, that and you know what honestly the first time i read it that's what i thought because the way he asked her it did make it seem like he, he because he said i want you to come with me and that was, like, the end of the chapter. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And he was like, um, yeah, this is the way that he, he said it was very much like, a, I need you to pretend to be my partner for a bit. Can you be an escort? Yeah. But then he was like, no, I just want to invite you for moral support, which is fair enough. But also he was saying, like, that it will be a good way of experiencing what court life is now that she needs one. And he says, um, yeah, you're going to need some political power at some point because you've got a target on your back. And I was like, yeah, as if she can go out to the store and just get some. Like, that's not something that you can purchase or obtain. Like, you have to grow it. And if she's the only gargoyle, it's not like she's going to get any sympathy votes from any of her own race. Well, making making an appearance, though, I would say, like, representing her court at a formal event where she 
is being seen by everybody who's currently at the dragon mm-hmm. court that that could help as long as she's you know actually socializing which she really doesn't yep. nope. she's not really establishing her dominance when they do no. go i also think it's really sad that at no point has she said i'm not the only gargoyle the unkillable beast that everybody knows is a fable or a story he is alive and he is a gargoyle and he is being held prisoner yeah no not not a single person she she has she didn't even tell uncle finn or ask like hey do you know anything about the unkillable beast like they've not talked about the unkillable piece beast to uncle finn at all nope yeah mm. so yeah it's a little bit sad that like they're like well the only way to get the unkillable beast and to get the crown is to go to find the blacksmith who is in the prison. And the only way to get to the prison is to get arrested by Cyrus. And the only way to get the the, the blacksmith back and also get, like, the handcuffs out is to escape the unescapable prison. And it's like, why don't you just go and ask somebody else? Yeah, somebody... Why are you only taking the blood letters advice? Right, or going to find more strangers. Like, yeah. talk to someone you already like, trust. go and ask a witch. Yeah. Which apparently Uncle Finn is super, super, super powerful. I, we haven't seen anything. Um, but I, I I imagine that he is, like, competent. And also he has a lot of, like, contacts as well. Whenever he needs to go and research something. Like, he found gargoyle experts all over the world whilst Grace was in her statue. And at no point she's thought to talk to him about the fact that one of her race is imprisoned and he's been there for a thousand years and she's just like it's okay but i need to graduate yeah she's prioritizing the wrong things which she's she's done this entire this entire series yes let's uh speaking of prioritizing the wrong things, she finally says something smart uh let's get on to spoilers ah woo woo yeah, you'd already noted it, so I didn't note it, but it was probably the most significant thing that she said. Like, yeah. So, well, I mean, it, like, it was all kind of like tongue in cheek, but at the same time, she clearly knows something because otherwise, like, I wouldn't say that. Yeah, she would you say that? No, that's not. She she hands Flint a bottle of water, and he says, "Oh my God, thank you. You're a goddess." And and then she goes, "Maybe not a goddess, but I'm definitely a, go- a demigod." Like, what? Where'd that come from, Grace? I don't. I wouldn't say that. I'd be like, "You're welcome." <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, <laughs> or, or something like, like I don't even know what I would say, but it wouldn't be that. Yeah. No, that's and that's the first. No, that, it was weird. Yeah, and this, and you know, just in the span of a couple of chapters, her summoning a a forest and then dropping that line about being a demigod like rereading it i remember when we before we had read court a lot of people speculated that grace was a demigod and i'm like where are you all getting that like why are you thinking that (laughs) and now like now that i know i'm like okay there were there were hints there there were signs i was just they're very subtle the first time you read through they're very subtle if you're not if you're not really paying attention to tongue-in-cheek irony yeah. or um little like tidbits thrown in 
but now we're reading it through like the third fourth time yeah it's very easy to spot them <laughs> yeah so uh we oh flint invites grace and the crew to mm-hmm. the the dragon the horde yeah um at the dragon court yep and she's and she says what do you even do what do you even do at these events <laughs> he says feasting or ho- our three favorite things feasting hoarding and f- well you know and like <laughs> my grace definitely does all three maybe she's a dragon yeah I just love that he because she she def she definitely feasts. She has a lot of food. She hoards because she wins that money, doesn't she, to set up a court, which we never hear of again. And um, she, and she definitely she gets definitely do the last one. Yeah, yeah. Does she? Does she? Yeah. Do they have sex? Yeah. Did we did we establish that they had sex or? Well, so the first the first one was when she. Um, he bit. It faded to black because it was all that, all the leading up to and it. And she said and that they did. Black. Yeah, she said that they didn't have sex. And then the next. And then they go up to the top of New York City and then they walk along the glass and like sky thingy. And then um, apparently she's like, how fast can you get us out of here? And he fades them to the bedroom. And that's it. That's, that's all we hear. Well, there was also a scene where I think it was morning. I think it was the morning after the first night that they spent together at the dragon court and she like they have a talk and then she like starts to like unbutton his pants and he's Mm -hmm. like no you don't have to and she's like no i want to so i thought that she gave him a blowjob definitely i i was like okay she's she's undoing his pants she's she's giving he has done something for her so she is Mm -hmm. she is exchanging yep they always put that in fantasy books, like erotica books, that like the girl going down on the guy is like, no, 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 you don't have to. And it's like, a, ne- a guy has never told me that. No. Never. Ne- a guy has never said, no, don't worry about it. Don't worry we'll about me. We'll come back to this. We'll put a pin in this. It's like, <laughs> he's like, yes, keep going. <laughs> like, yeah. Don't stop. Yeah. That's well, and that's like, all the uh once again rereading twilight i'm I'm like reading breaking dawn now and i'm reading it slowly because i remember that breaking dawn is like my least favorite um which is crazy because it's everybody else's favorite but um bleh. once once they're settled down and established it's like mm, I, I like the chase not so much the, <laughs> not so much the not so much the happy home keep 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 the chase keep drawing it out she definitely uh, happy home the happy home well, she is pretty much a hoe, though. Yeah. Well, yeah. Of course. Stringing. She's like, will this? Will this never end? All these sensations. Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, I. Uh, I think that this is really the moment when Grace, like, especially that kiss with Hudson. I think that this is where we establish that like she's finally able to let go of Jackson and I think that that's also why after they get back from the dragon court why it's so painful as as a reader to mm-hmm. 
you know, go through that. Because Hudson invites her back to his room, doesn't he? He does. He's And then she's all for it. And then Jackson fucking throws a wobbly in the corridor. He's like, yeah. Oh, I'm broken. And she's like, no, Jackson, remember, remember the Ouroboros? He's like, yeah, I remember. I'm full of South Park references today. I remember. Today. I remember. And, and then, and then she, and then she looks at Hudson and like, they, they have like a, a moment of silent communication where they both understand that like, she has to try to get back with Jackson after, after all that, like you just, you just gave up your V card to Hudson. You just had this magical like time but with him. But why is that the solution? To That's not a solution. Mm. That's not a, I need to fix this person. Right. So therefore I need to be in a relationship with them. It's like, no, you should be able to be, be, be able to just fix them without that also being an addendum. Yeah. Um, that like okay Hudson like we need to do everything we our power to fix Jackson. What if the 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 reason behind it is that his bond is broken? We both know that. Therefore, the one person that we need to take him to is the blood better. Yeah. But no, it's like a no. I I clearly need to be in a relationship with him. It's like no, that's not, that's not how this works. In the bonus chapter, you going back in there, you would still have your mating bond to Hudson. You might be the one that has no soul next. Yeah. Then everybody's fucked. When the bonus chapter, she does, after all that, like Hudson goes back to his room, he burns the poem books, he plays Breaking Benjamin, he throws axes, like he's letting all of- <laughs> Angsty. Yeah, he's very angsty. And then Grace shows up and like he wants to turn her away because he doesn't want her to hurt him anymore, but he ends up, they end up like going to bed together. They end up like- going to bed and then in the morning it says that like she gathers up her clothes so i do mm-hmm. think that they go and have a, like a sad fuck <laughs> i do i think that they have like a sad like a hopeless like fuck sesh yeah because she leaves in the morning yeah which is makes it even sadder like she seeks yeah. she seeks him out and he wants to turn her down but he can't because he's afraid like what if this is like the last time like what if any any one of these like moments together could be our last because she's so intent on fixing Jackson. So, but it shouldn't be that. That's the thing. Like, be all and end all because like any one of those moments could also be the the last one because he's literally being taken to prison. Yeah. But they're like, no, Jackson needs to be fixed. It's like, well, apparently fixing requires a vagina. Is that is that what you're trying to say? Yeah. Like, she doesn't need to be with him. It's not her responsibility to. No, because he could drag her down easily as well. Like, what if she ends the relationship with Hudson, so therefore she's both sad and also hurt, and then break the bond, so therefore she's soulless, and then soulless plus soulless doesn't equal both with a soul. Like, you've got to get that from somewhere. Yeah. But anyway, it will fix itself at the end of court. Anyway, so it's all good. <laughs> at the end of cover. <laughs> Spoilers, um, it all fixes itself. Well, I'm hoping that everybody here has already read cover. If not, whoops. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, but that does make me interested to see whether now she's seen how blossoming Jackson is, where he is now full complete um whether she'll stop with the whole like it's just the mating bond well he's a dragon now 
Yeah. He's a vam a vamp baggin. A drampire. 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 <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. This was a longer episode, but I, I think that this was these were some of my favorite scenes. So and and more favorite scenes are coming up, which is even more exciting. So mm-hmm. guys, thanks so much. And oh. the next time you hear this podcast, the next episode, when it is live, I will be in Barcelona. <gasps> So third, not this upcoming episode, but the weekend after, or the episode after, hopefully we'll have an update from Amber about her trip. So Yes, and I'm hope I'm hoping that we might have like a little clip to play of, yeah. of Tracy. And mine won't be Thank till you. if I go, mine won't be till December anyway. So yours will be before mine. So maybe maybe I can still go. I just looked up the dates to make sure and it would be December. But ah. guys, thanks so much for listening and we'll see you next week. Bye bye. Bye bye.